Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight back to Malachi. Malachi chapter 3. Malachi chapter 3. Sunday morning we preached about the message that God sent through His messenger, Malachi. If you'll remember, Malachi was the last one to be the speaker or to, to give a message from God for 400 years until John the Baptist stepped on the scene. And during that period of time, there was nothing but darkness, you might say. There was no message from God. God did not speak. It was total silence from God for 400 years. Uh, it's been said, you know, you, we should learn and there should be some great things that we get out of what God says, but we also ought to get something out of what He doesn't say. And the fact is, is that that silence is probably one of the hardest things for us to face when God does not speak. And so we looked at the message that God has uh, through His messenger, which Malachi means messenger of God. And uh, we looked at the message that he had. We come back Sunday night and we looked at the, at the jewels. And uh, the, for the church, we are the jewels in the church, uh, being the, the church being the, the jewel box, or we might call the hope chest, and we spoke about that. Tonight we want to look at something a little bit different here, but uh, still coming from Malachi. If you would please stand for the reading of God's Word. Malachi chapter 3, we read this verse uh, Sunday morning and Sunday night. We'll read it again tonight. Verse 16 says, Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Look back there in the, about the middle ways there. And notice it says, A book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled, A Book of Remembrance. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening. We thank you for your mercies, your goodness, your blessings that you have greatly blessed each one of us with. Father, I pray that you would forgive us of our sins where we failed you, Lord, where we sinned against you, and not necessarily what we've done, but maybe what we didn't do that we should have done. And Lord, I pray that you'd cleanse us and make us, Lord, a vessel meet for the Master's use. I pray that you'd be glorified and lifted up. Lord, I pray that you give me the words to say. I realize people are tired. I realize people have been in the heat. I realize, Lord, that, that sometimes it's weary and hard to listen. But, Lord, I pray that you'd give them the ability to do so tonight. I pray that you'd uh, keep their attention. And, Lord, I pray that you'd be glorified in all that's said and done. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Throughout the Scriptures, you can go back through the Scriptures and you begin to look and you begin to see... And understand that uh, the thought here that God keeps record books. He keeps books. He keeps a record of things that are going on. Some believe that really it's not a book. I, I don't know. I believe that it's probably a book because it talks so much about the books. And, uh, and some believe it's just because of the mind of God, the records that he keeps. But uh, the Bible calls them books. And the books that he keeps there, no, sir, it says, uh, and a book of remembrance was written before him. And so, but those books are a record of your life, uh, whether you're lost or saved, uh, what went on in your life, what you did in your life. And so there are some records that are being kept. You know, one of the things we have historians in our day and time that, that keep all kinds of records. You can go back and you can uh, search the archives on many uh, situations and different things. It's amazing that you can even go back and find uh, way back, those who came off of uh, 
off of ships uh, years and years ago and find different tracing. Uh, I have a brother-in-law that part of his job, that's what he does. He traces back uh, land ownership to see who owned it so he can find out who owns the mineral rights to that. And he works for a, a uh, oil company. And so they, they find those people and they go back and they have to search all the records. And sometimes it goes way back. And uh, before they can find out who it actually belongs to. And so there's records that are kept about different people, different things in their lives. He did a little research on, on some of Janine's family and uh, found out that uh, they're all wanted by the, the law. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, the, uh, uh, going back, uh, of course, uh, she has those uh, that came over. They came from Germany and, and wound up uh, that they was put on an orphan train. They was actually in a, in a, a brothel at one time being taken care of all these little kids and, and different things about their history. And they was put on these orphan trains and, and moved around and, and so forth. And so there's all types of records. But I would say the greatest records of all is the records that God would keep because he knows all, he sees all. Even the intents of our heart, even the thoughts that we have, the actions and the, the reasons that we do certain things that other people would never pick up on. And so there's a, a, an amazing amount of records. In Revelation chapter 20 and verse 12, it says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And notice what it says, And the books were opened. And another book was opened. So there's some books, and then there's another book that was opened, which is the book of life. And that book of life is the, the Lamb's book of life that records those who have received Jesus Christ their Savior. But besides that, there are some other books that are open beside that. It goes on, it says, And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Now, when it's talking about there, it's talking about the white throne judgment. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you'll not be part of that judgment. You'll not be part of that where it opens up and, and looks at that because we will have already been caught out of here. We'll already be in the presence of the Lord. We'll always be, we'll already be at the marriage supper of the Lamb, the, the Bema seat. And, and so we'll not be a part of that judgment. But that is an opening of some books there that are being kept. We know that the lost will be one day stand in judgment. The books will be open and they'll be judged according to their works. But then the Lamb's book of life will be opened and looked and, and that Lamb's book of life will determine whether they ever receive Jesus Christ as their Savior. And if they come to this place at that point, uh, it's too late. But it will be opened and it will be shown to them that their name was not written down in that Lamb's book of life, it had been blotted out and they will be cast for eternity in a lake of fire. God keeps good records. God keeps good records. You'll not be able to get there and say, search the book again. I think you missed it. No, because God keeps good records. Well, I think, God, that probably somebody missed it along the way up here in heaven and didn't record it. God says, no, I'm the one that kept the records. God keeps good records. God keeps good records. Revelation 20, verse 15 says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, well, sir, found in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. But as we look at the book of Malachi, we see a, this book. It's another book. It's a book of remembrance. It's a different book than what these others that we're talking about that was in Revelation. It's a book of remembrance. It's, a, it's written before the Lord. And... Uh, 
in the remembrance of the lives of those who have lived for the Lord, lived for him. That faithful few, that remnant that, that has stood for the Lord, that have feared the Lord and, and thought upon his name, meaning that they have lived their lives. Uh, they, as they lived their lives, they considered what would be pleasing unto the Lord. And so as they feared the Lord, as, they, as we see this, we see that there's some things that are written down about those who are saved. And we're going to look at a few of those tonight that would be written down in this book of remembrance. So what is written by your name tonight? What's written by your name? What's written by your name in this book called the book of remembrance? I hope that and pray that by your name it says saved. That's a good word. I like that. Saved. Say, so, well, preacher, I'm not too excited about it. Well, you ought to get excited about it. Amen. Saved. Amen. Saved. I'll tell you what, there's nothing better. Hey, would you prefer to say lost? Man, I'll tell you what, we ought to get excited when we think it's a good old-fashioned word, save. If you, was, if, you, if you was in the water drowning and somebody reached down and drug you out of that water, uh, would you be afraid to use the word saved? They saved my life. It's a good word, but I'll tell you what, I hope it's written down by your name. In that book of remembrance, it should be saved. Moving on down through there, that, that your name is written down in the Lamb's book of life, and then in that of the book of remembrance, it says saved. In Revelation 21, verse 27, it says, And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Your name must be written down. Without that, you have no hope. You have no uh, uh, hope of eternal life. Uh, if your name has not been written down in that Lamb's book of life, and there's never been a day in your life when you repented of your sin and asked the Lord to forgive you of your sin and come into your heart and life and be your Savior, you wanted it with your heart, not just praying a prayer because somebody said, pray this prayer, but with your heart, you wanted Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you you bowed yourself humbly, uh, uh, whether in, you might have been driving down the the road. You might have been sitting in a chair, but you may have knelt at an altar. It may have been when you walked down an aisle, but at some point there was a there was a yielding of yourself and you yielded to the Lord and asked for forgiveness and asked him to come into your heart and life and be your savior. My friend, immediately that name was written down in the Lamb's book of life, recorded that you'd received Jesus Christ as your savior. I can go to a lockbox there in our, that we have at home, I can open that lockbox and I can pull out a birth certificate that says, born March the 31st, 1960, at Doctors Hospital in Popper Bluff, Missouri, in, in, in Butler County, Missouri. It'll have the time of my birth it'll, on it. And also, it's written down, it's recorded someplace. I say, well, preacher, I don't think that's when you was born. Hey, listen, I can show it to you. It's written down. And he said, well, maybe that's been forged. Well, we can go down to Butler County. We can go to the, the Butler County uh, courthouse and we can go in there and it's recorded in some books in the Butler County. If that's not good enough, we'll go down to Jeff City and, and there's a record down there that, that shows that I was born on March the 31st, 1960 at, at the doctor's hospital in, in Popper Bluff, Butler County, Missouri. And tells the time, tells who my parents are. So how do you know? Because I didn't have the original at one time and I needed it. And I had my sister. She lived in Jeff City. I, I called and said, hey, listen, I need a birth certificate. 
And she went and gave the right information, and they got a birth certificate for her. She sent it to me. I need it because I was going to Australia. And they sent that to her, and so I've got two of them. I've got the original, well, I say the original, it's a, a copy of it that, that they give you at the hospital. And so it's there. It's written down is what I'm saying. It's written down. Uh, I can also go into that lockbox, and I can open it up, and I can pull out a paper that says that Rodney Haggett married Susan Janine Keeler on June the, the 7th of 1980 in Temple Baptist Church, Marshfield, Missouri, Webster County. And it's recorded. There's a signature on it. You, if you say, well, I don't, I don't believe that. I don't think you two are married. <laughs> Bless God, I've looked at it. There's no expiration date on it either. And the fact of it is you can go down to the Webster County uh, 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 courthouse and you can go in there and you can say, I'd like to see your records. And you go to the, to the deeds office and actually say, it's property. Hey, listen, when she got me, she got it property. Amen. But anyway, uh, when she... When they recorded that, it's recorded like a deed of trust in many respects. It's, it's, a, it's recorded. It's got a seal on it. It's been signed. It's been notarized. And on that is the original there in that courthouse that's been filed away. Hey, listen, it's been recorded. It's written down. You can defute it uh, uh, all you want. But my friend, it's written down. It's recorded. Boy, if we could slip out of here tonight and slip on up into heaven. And go over to that Lamb's Book of Life and flip open that Lamb's Book of Life and run our fingers down through there until we find a Rodney K. Haggett. And we'll find the date, May 1975, the actual day, the time when I received Christ as my Savior. With that will be written the, the struggle that I had and the the battle that took place in order for me that I might get saved. And it'll tell uh, that I had received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Saved, May 1975, on a Wednesday night, in the middle of May, that I had received Christ as my Savior. It's written down. But not only is it written down, but my friend, it's been sealed. Sealed with the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm talking, hey, listen, boy, I tell you what, if there's anything that you ought to get excited about is that you've been saved and it's been sealed, it's been written down. And over that, that name that's written down, that Lamb's Book of Life is the blood of Jesus Christ that sealed it unto the day of redemption, amen? amen. Right. Sitting on top of that's another seal. The Holy Spirit of God. And the Lord said that we are, are sealed unto the day of redemption. In Ephesians 4 and 30, he says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. In that book of remembrance, my salvation is there. The when, the where, the how, I got saved. It's written down so it cannot ever be forgotten. The Lord would never forget. But my friend, there might be somebody else that might forget. God can reach over and pick that book and say, Satan, you're accusing him 
of not getting saved, but here it is right here. Look there. Yeah, but is that the real thing? Look at the seal. The blood of Christ sealed it. That means it's authentic. That means that it's real. That means that there's no dispute. That means that, hey, it's signed, it's sealed, and my friend, when I step into heaven, it's delivered. There's a book, Lamb's Book of Life. But in that book of remembrance, also it says that I was saved, and it tells about what led up to me getting saved probably, and, and, and the time that, that night that I, when I walked down that aisle, and how did I receive Christ before I ever hit that altar? The exchange that was made, the desire that I wanted, the struggles that I had getting to that place in my life where I, I finally surrendered unto the Lord, quit playing games, quit saying that I was saved, and quit telling everybody else I was saved, and quit trying to be good enough to go to heaven on my own, but receiving Jesus Christ as my Savior, it's written down. And secondly, in this book of remembrance, is written down your service. Your service. Look at verse 16. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another. The Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord. And that, notice what it says, and that thought upon his name. Notice that they feared or they served the Lord here their service unto him because of their fear or their reverence of the Lord. They spake often one to another about the Lord. That's sharing uh, about what the Lord had done in their lives and not ashamed of him. And that service of, of sharing the gospel with others, sharing with others what the Lord had done in their lives, talking about the Lord, talking about uh, uh, God himself and, and living for him. They thought upon his name, meaning that it directed their lives. Doesn't mean that they just sit there and just pondered on him, and I'm sure that they did. They did. But what it meant means there is that when they thought upon him, I'm getting ready to do this, and a thought comes to my mind, is this pleasing unto the Lord? They go over here and start to talk about something. The thought came to mind, is this pleasing unto the Lord? They get ready to take, uh, do this action over here or whatever it might be. And before they do it, they, the thought came in their mind, is this pleasing unto the Lord? And so that when they thought upon the Lord, it affected their lives and, and, and they lived to please the Lord. And it was written down every time what they did, every word, every thought, every action. Oh, for you and me, every gospel tract that's given out is recorded. I sit there today and I, I, I didn't even, wasn't even think about this message when I, that I was going to preach tonight, but Jean and I went and got, went to a place to eat and before we got ready to leave, I reached in my pocket, pulled out a gospel track and laid it on the table. He said, well, preach your pocket, throw in trash. You don't know that. I've watched people sit down and pick them up and read them. I watched the workers come over and pick them up and, and slide into the, 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 the table there and sit down and read that gospel track. It's recorded. But hey, listen, I wanted to get the gospel out. It's recorded every time that, that you tell somebody about Jesus Christ. It's written down. Every, every witness given is recorded in that book of remembrance. Every time that you go to somebody and say, hey, listen, I, I want you to come to church with me. And, and, I, and well, I really would like you to come. I want you to come. Boy, come hear that bald-headed preacher we got up there. I want you to come to church with me. It's written down. 
Every time you tell somebody, let me tell you what Jesus Christ did in my heart and life, it's written down. Every time you break on the Lord, boy, I thank the Lord for saving my soul. I thank the Lord for his goodness and how that he had mercy on me and convicted my heart and saved me. And Boy, I sure, I sure want to thank him. It's written down. Every time that we do service unto the Lord and, and magnify him, it's written down. Every song sung for him is recorded. Every bus run uh, that you make for him is recorded. Boy, I'll tell you what, they go out and, and, and some of them go out on Saturdays. Uh, uh, Aaron goes out on Saturdays and knocks on those doors. It may be, it may be 105 out there that's knocking on the doors. And, and listen, she's not very tall. When she sweats too much, it gets up to about waist deep on her. And, and, and she's knocking on the doors. And, and, it, and, and every time, uh, and God's writing it down. And, and you know, uh, they, they come out on Sunday morning. They get here before everybody else here. They roll those buses out of here about 9 o'clock. And, and John's driving the bus. And, and Hunter and, and Anthony are on the van and, and we got bus workers are getting on that bus the different ones of some of these girls sitting here they get on that bus and my friend there's God's up there and he's writing her down why because in just a little while that bus rolls right back in here little kids get off that bus sometimes some big kids nobody's telling them about the gospel well, I'll tell you what, those bus workers getting them in here where they can hear the word of God. They'll go in those Sunday school classes and those Sunday school teachers will get up there and they'll begin to take the, the Bible and they begin to, to tell them about the, the Lord and tell them what Jesus Christ did for them and share the gospel with them and, and love on them and care about them and, and do what God wants them to do, not trying to, to be anything of themselves, just trying to love them and get them to see Jesus Christ and God writes her down. They go out of there and they go into a children's church and children's church workers get there and they love them and, and they care about them. I've watched them hug them. I've watched them uh, get down on their knees, tie their shoes, and, and I've watched them do different things and, and teach them and love them and, and God writes her down. Every time a Sunday school teacher gets up and teaches for the, for the honor and glory of God, God writes it down. He keeps a good record. Every prayer offered with and for others, he writes it down. Every tithe and offering is recorded. Say, so, yeah, preacher, we know. I know at the end of the year, you know, uh, Brother Brian and, and them, Thomas and them, they, you know, they, 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 it's put on a computer and it's generated and you can get your, your tithing report. No, I'm talking about a different report. I'm talking about a report that's, that's kept in heaven when, when God says, okay, they did what they're supposed to do. The tithing is what you're supposed to do. But they go over here and see the offering and say, okay, and this money went to this missionary over here. Hey, listen, that, that helped get that soul saved over there. I'm going to write that down under their name over here because that helped get somebody saved. You say, you mean God keeps a record of even over tithing? Yeah, he does. Because that means it's obedience unto the Lord and He keeps track of our obedience. God keeps records. Sometimes we get upset because preacher preach on some things. But my friend, I'm just trying to get you some, some, some things written down in that book of remembrance that you're not going to be ashamed of. Every kindness done in His name is recorded. That person that you've seen down at the store that's going through a difficult time, you went over and put your arm around him, you talked with him, you prayed for him, he writes her down.
that note that you wrote to encourage somebody, that phone call you made to pray with them, he writes it down. Oh, he cares. Every, every kindness is done and it's, wrote, it's written down. Every hand shook to encourage at that back door back there. It's written down. People walk through those doors. Man, we're glad to have you today. Boy, I'll tell you what, good to have you. Uh, my name's Rodney Hagen. You're sir? Matt. Matt, good to have you. Praise the Lord. Glad you come to church today. Man, we're excited to have you today. And, and Matt kind of feels good, man. I feel, I feel pretty good. Or when we had that handshake, hey, listen, you know, do you realize that when you get out of your pew and, and start making your way around here, God's saying, uh-huh, yep, 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 yep. Boy, they're encouraging them over there. He's writing her down. He said, shaking hands. It's service unto the Lord because it's important that people feel loved and feel known and that people care about them and that are glad that they're here. Boy, I'll tell you what makes a difference. And God writes her down. I'm going to say something here. You just probably don't think so. You realize that sitting in the services and the preacher's preaching, Amen. Preacher, that's good. Good. Amen. Amen. Preacher. Amen. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Come on, man. Come on, man. Get up there a little bit. Before long, it kind of trickles down that way. Amen. That was sad. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Ain't this good man's good preaching? Sure is. Amen. Amen. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Say, preacher, no, you're just looking for amens. No, I'm looking for your heart to get into service for the honor and glory of God. Amen. Isn't it amazing to keep you awake if you say amen once in a while? None of that will keep the person next to you awake. <laughs> but it gives honor and glory. You know what amen means? It means so be it. Boy, you men, you ought, you, ought to, you ought to get on that once in a while. Don't let the ladies out, do you? The fact is, is that it's written down because we're praising the Lord and His Word. Every Sunday school class taught and message preached, it's recorded. Lila, I know you won't say anything. He's seen you watering those flowers tonight. He wrote it down. We got some ladies, different ones that clean this building. He writes her down. Cleaning the building? God don't like a dirty house. He wants to make a good impression. He writes it down. Why, preacher? Because it's service unto the Lord. I could go on, but I think you understand what I'm saying. In that book of remembrance, our service is recorded. Oh, let's not do service for the pats on the back and the applause of men, but let us do service for the Lord and for his glory. Preacher, why do you preach? Hey, I'm going to tell you what. I don't preach for you. I preach for the Lord. There's been times that I would have just loved to skin. I mean, just get down and skin some people over some things sometimes. Here, probably. But God said, uh-uh, you're preaching for me, Amen. not for yourself. 
And there's some things that I'd like to throw in there once in a while. God said, uh-uh, you're preaching for me. Boy, I'll tell you what, we got to preach for the Lord. we got to teach for the Lord. Not for the applause of men. Not for the pat on the back. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 4, 2, it says, And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of the least of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple, verily I say unto you, he shall not in no wise lose his reward. God's going to write it down. God's going to write it down. Colossians 3.23 says, And whatsoever you do, in, do it hardly as, unto the, as to the Lord and not unto men. Do it for the Lord and magnify him. Your service unto the Lord is recorded in a book of remembrance. Job told those men, that, those men came and they was accusing him, said, Boy, you're wicked, you're vile, you're, uh, you don't have a very good relationship with the Lord. You've been faking all this all the time. You've been acting religious and you've been acting like you're better than everybody else. And, and you got sin in your life. And boy, Job, you just need to confess it and get right. We know what's going on in your life. You know what Job said? Job 16, verse 19, he said, Also, now, behold, my witness is in heaven, and my record is on high. He said, you want to talk about it? Go up there and look at the record. You want to talk about what's right and wrong in my life? He said, go look at the record. It's on high. My friend, he knows that there's a record there. This world may not like you or uh, like you living for the Lord and, and witnessing to them and sharing God's word with them, but, but you don't have to apologize because it's service unto the Lord and he's keeping a good record. Could I say also, he's keeping a record when we don't. He's keeping a record when we don't. You may feel like no one knows Notices all that you try to do for the Lord. Maybe even feel unappreciated at times. Oh, my friend, the Lord's keeping a record in the book of remembrance. And it will never be forgotten in heaven. Never. Never. Lastly, in this book of remembrance, there's a record of remembrance of your heart's condition. The psalmist said in Psalms 56 and verse 8, he said, Thou tellest my wanderings. Put thou my tears in thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? Are they not in thy book? See, the Lord knows the wandering of your heart. He knows your heartache and he knows your pain. He knows the struggles that you're going through. David was confident that the Lord knew all about his experiences intimately. He knew wherever David had, had gone and he had made note of all his painful sufferings. The psalmist asked God to remember his sufferings in a, in a graphic way. He says, put them in your book. He talks about those tears being bottled up. He knew that if those tears were bottled up, that there would have to be a record of what every tear was that went in that bottle. So he knew David's heartache he knew the struggles that David was going through. He knew the, the, the difficulties that he faced on, on a daily basis. He knew the, of the, of the pains. It might be a wayward child. It might be a, uh, a being uh, misunderstood. It might be that uh, whatever it is and your heart is broken and different things are going on and that pain and that ache. And, and God writes it down in that book of remembrance. He knows all about that and he writes it down. 
Lord's recorded in his book of remembrance your tears for that wayward child. He's recorded in that book that brokenness for a lost soul. But when's the last time that there was a brokenness in your heart? Over a family member or an acquaintance or a friend or a coworker. I mean a brokenness in your heart. Because they were lost and they didn't want anything to do with God. And you was broken and you was praying for them. It's recorded in that book of remembrance. In that book of remembrance, that heart that moved for revival. Oh God, I want to see it. Oh Lord, I want to see it. And we get on our face before God and whether there's tears, but there's that groaning of our heart. He writes it down, uh, uh, the heartbreak and the heart desire uh, for, that, for that revival to see God's power, to see God's presence, to see God moving in, in our lives and in the church. And, and he writes it down in that book of remembrance. He knows. He knows your heart. He knows that brokenness in your own heart because of your own sin and failures. As we come to him and we ask him to forgive us and the reality of our heart being broken for our own sin and failures. And he records it in that book of remembrance. That heart longing for the presence and the power of the Lord in your life and in the church. Desiring God to do great and mighty things, that it wrenches your heart, that it moves in your spirit. And he sees that you're moved and he says, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to remember that. That you love me so much that you're broken because of the sin. I'm going to remember that, that you're broken because you want to see somebody get saved. I'm going to remember that because I, uh, you, your heart is broken over, over people that's went wayward and went away from me. I'm going to remember that. And he writes it down in that book of remembrance. But also in that book of remembrance, he writes down, I dealt with them. They turned not to me. I sought after them, but they sought not me. That book of remembrance. There's a book of remembrance. And might I say that we make a difference in what is written in it by how we live for the Lord and how we love Him will make a difference in what's recorded in the book of remembrance. God keeps good records. Good records. And my friend, when we stand before him, it's not that he's going to have to go through a file card cabinet to pull the record out. Boy, when we're at that marriage supper of the Lamb, Matt Tolan, stand up. Matt, right here I have 
in this book of remembrance, it says, saved by the blood. Got the seal. Matt, I see here where you had a heart for lost folks. I see here where you, where you worked on a bus. I see here where, where you loved the Lord. And, and on goes the list. He says, Matt, because of what's written in your book of remembrance, here's a reward that I want to give you because of what's in the book of remembrance. God remembers the smallest detail that nobody else sees. He sees. And he writes it in the book of remembrance. He said, I'll not forget. I know nobody seen your heartache. I know nobody else knew that you was praying for revival. I know nobody else knows that you fasted and that you sought me with all your heart with tears and, and sought me with everything in your heart. I know by, nobody else knows that, but I know it. I wrote it down. And it'll never, ever be forgotten. There's a book among all the other books, Lamb's Book of Life. There's books that the lost will be judged out of. But there's a book of remembrance for those who fear the Lord, who remember his name, who think upon him, who serve him. A book of remembrance. But it's up to you and me what goes in that book. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for loving us. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for that you never forget the little things even, that you care. But Lord, help us to be mindful and may we be motivated to live for you because it is written down. And Lord, help us to magnify you wherever we go, not for the pats on the back of man, not to brag upon ourselves, but for your honor and for your glory. Have your will and way, Lord, in this invitation I pray in Jesus' name.